And I think so, it's kind of a paradox, isn't it, Tim? Because Jesus said, blessed are you if you know who haven't seen and have believed. So it is there is amazing evidence that has convinced the the hard heartedest <laughs> uh, skeptic, uh, but also the blessing comes from uh, from 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 the 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 step of faith. Welcome to Calvary Conversations. My name is Sean LePage. I'm the chairman of the Ministry Studies Department here at Calvary University, and uh, I am joined by my uh, three fellow hosts. Dr. Joshua Paxton, uh, Tim Hange. I almost said Dr. Tim Hange, but that's, that would be, that'd be a little premature, uh, but also Dr. Mike Dodds. And, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Dr. Paxton is, is in charge of our intercultural studies department and the Burnham Center for Global Awesomeness, Global uh, Mobilization. Is that right? And, um, and uh, Absolutely. Dr. Tim, or Mr. Tim Haynes for, for a few more hours, uh, is uh, the chairman of our English department here at Calvary. And uh, Dr. Mike Dodds uh, has a, a few hats. He's, in, uh, he's the dean of the seminary. He's uh, the, the, uh, and the director of uh, the Calvary University publishing arm, uh, Calvary uh, CU Press. And uh, he's also a professor and, and just an all-around good guy. So... Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, hi, Sean. You know, I may have to petition that we officially change the name of the Burnham Center to Global Awesomeness. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, and maybe we should do. Maybe we should have a conversation about the Burnham Center and let everybody know what it's what it's all about. But uh, I want to start with this question, and it's uh, it's a little bit provocative. But what if an archaeologist found the bones of Jesus Christ tomorrow. And uh, we could conclusively say it was, it was, it, these were the bones of Jesus. Would it make a difference to your faith? That is, that is what we want to look at in this conversation. So uh, this weekend, uh, when this program airs, uh, Christians all over the world will celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so, and so today we want to discuss the significance of the resurrection. And you might be thinking that, well, this is a Christian podcast. Uh, they're, they're preaching to the choir. Uh, so, you know, everyone listening believes in the resurrection of Jesus, right? Well, uh, according to lots of different anecdotal uh, things that I've experienced, uh, as well as a, a Ligonier a state of theology study um, conducted somewhat recently, 10% of those who self-identify as evangelical disagree with this statement. Biblical accounts of the physical bodily resurrection of Jesus are completely accurate. So one out of every 10 evangelicals says that they disagree with that. Now, it's possible they disagree with that the biblical accounts are completely accurate, but this is specific. Biblical accounts of the bodily resurrection of Jesus are completely accurate. So uh, uh, so uh, that's that's uh, troubling to me um, for, for various reasons, but uh, that's what I would like to talk about today. So so does it matter whether the resurrection was literal 
and physical. And if it really happened, uh, why does it matter? Uh, that That's what we're exploring today. So gentlemen, um, uh, thank you for joining me for this conversation. Uh, let's let's uh, let's begin with that provocative question. What if an archaeologist found the bones of Jesus uh, tomorrow, Mike Dodds? What would it make any difference to your faith? Well, let me end something else. And isn't it true? Almost every Christmas and Easter, we see in the national news some uh, authority, air quotes. Yeah who says yeah. we found something to disprove the gospel message, to disprove Christianity. And it wasn't it a couple of years ago, as you're saying there, Sean, I'm scratching my mind. They they found an ossuary box, you know, those bone boxes mm -hmm. that after the body dries out in the Middle East, they put all the bones in there. Didn't they find one that they labeled to toward Jesus? And that was the question. So people are debating those things, whether I'm remembering right or not. Um, can you be a biblical Christian and believe and not believe in the resurrection. Uh, not a biblical Christian. You might be one who claims to be a Christian and follow Jesus, but you aren't following the Jesus that the Bible talks about because the Bible clearly says Jesus died, was buried, and was resurrected. I mean, that's our foundation. That's our hope. That's where all of history as a Christian is moving toward that ultimate resurrection and glorification around the Father in eternity. So a quick answer is no, <laughs> you can't. Okay. So, so it would make a difference then. You You're bet. Saying, yeah, yes. I, I which, answered the different question. Um, so, uh, so Tim, I mean, uh, yeah. why is that? Does this, I mean, can't we, can't we just believe that Jesus spiritually rose from the dead? And isn't that more likely that that's what happened is that he spiritually rose from the dead? Uh, does it really have to be that he rose physically? I don't know, Sean. You're really turning me around here. Um, <laughs> probably, no, I shouldn't joke about that. Um, now, so I'm going to answer your question like very directly. This is a this is a rough like your initial question. If they found the body, the the bones of Christ, and it was indisputable. In other words, there was no way to intellectually deny that those are the bones of the man who called himself Jesus Christ. Then my faith would be over. And now it sounds really hard, harsh to say. Wouldn't you find some other way to reconcile it? No, but it won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen because yeah. he is not here. He is risen. Uh, that's what happened. I want to address what's at the core of this. And and I think anybody who um, I, I get when people who don't believe in God legendize Christ. Okay. They, of course, they're you know they they want to create a legend and and make him part of mythology. There are a lot of people who are friendly toward Christianity, and even some people who would call themselves Christians who do the same thing. Okay, we say, well, okay, Christ was a good man, but it wasn't really a virgin birth, and you know the the resurrection is more of a spiritual thing, you know, alive in spirit kind of thing, but. But, you know, depth and why the question, the core question is, why do we do that? And I think ultimately, as I search for an answer, it is because in our humanity, in our living in the natural world, we are used to things that can only be proven with the five senses. Um, do you remember when when God's voice came out of the heavens and said, this is my son? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with him. And and some heard the voice and others said oh, I was just thunder. because. <laughs> 
voices don't come out of the sky, guys. Well, and people don't really raise from the dead, guys. And, you know, there aren't really such things as virgin births. These kinds of things just can't happen. And I want you to hear how limited your view is. Why believe anything? Why believe in the existence of God at all? Do you really think that God is limited by the natural world he created? The whole point is that God is in ultimate control of every atom in the natural world and can do with it whatever he wants. If, if it's hard for you to grasp the concept that the God who created the universe cannot raise somebody from the dead, then your idea of God is worthless, <laughs> bluntly. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. I, 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 I know I'm being just very direct here, but we Christians don't believe in a God who works magic. Ooh. Because when we say that God is supernatural, we don't mean like he's some kind of weird ghost on some TV show. We mean that he is in ultimate control of everything in the natural world and is able to manipulate it and control it in whatever way he wants because he's the one who created it. It's actually very scientific if you want to know the truth, right? And and so, like, that's... I, I just would encourage anybody who's tempted into, into sort of myth, mythologizing Christ or his miracles or the miracles we see in the Bible to just sort of ask yourself, that, then what kind of God is this exactly who, who doesn't have power to do these things and all these things are just explained away by natural occurrences? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, so Paxton, I know you're chomping at the bit to add something. I can tell by the look on your face. What what would you add to what these guys have said? So, uh, well, being um, being a Bible guy, First uh, Corinthians fifteen and verse twelve, uh, Paul was pretty clear that the resurrection is an absolutely essential element of our faith. So to so first to answer your first question, you know, much in line with Tim, if Jesus's bones were found and it was absolutely 100%, you know, beyond a shadow of doubt, these are the bones of Jesus. Um why well, be done? I mean, there's no faith, there's no basis for Christ or God, or there's no basis for believing in scripture. There's, um, I'd probably quit my job the next day because at that point it would be pointless. Uh, I mean, let's, let's go, go find something else to do with my life. Uh, but first Corinthians 15, 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Ooh, this is not a new problem. Yeah, but somebody, if there is no resurrection of that. the dead, yeah, not a new problem. Yeah, yeah. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise. If it is not true that the dead are not raised, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And here it is. Here it is. Here's the kicker. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. It's worthless. It's pointless. It's utterly ridiculous. And you are still in your sins. So, I mean, 
Yes, the the resurrection, the resurrection is foundational to everything that that we believe as Christians to a biblical worldview. Uh, Christ spoke, Christ prophesied, you know, destroy this temple and in three days I will build it again, that he would be resurrected from the dead. If if we cannot trust the Bible when it says this, you can't trust the Bible when it says anything. That's good. I I. I want to share a quote from John Stott. So John Stott said this, Christianity is, in its very essence, a resurrection religion. The concept of resurrection lies at its heart. If you remove it, Christianity is destroyed. And, 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 I, and, and so that, that's what we're saying to you if you're listening to us is that, that look, I mean, there, there are a lot of people, and even, even uh, as 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 probably all of us could could uh, you know tell of our own experiences, there there are people out there, even pastors, uh, uh, you know, ministers uh, who are are denying the physical resurrection of Jesus. And I think it's largely because they don't understand how crucial it is. So, in other words, um, if if Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, then he's a liar. He said he would rise from the dead. If he if he didn't rise from the dead, then he's not capable of giving us eternal life because he promised us that if you if we believe in him, we can have eternal life. So without the resurrection, it's a it's a house of cards. It all falls apart. It's not true. So this is also why we have seen um, uh, people throughout history who actually set out to disprove the resurrection, and they became Christians in the process because the evidence is so compelling. And I'm wondering if you guys would just kind of, um, not in 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 great detail, but but what is what is some of to, to you guys what is some of the most compelling evidence for the physical literal resurrection of Christ? What, what, what if if you were visiting with someone who who uh, had trouble believing in the physical literal resurrection of Christ? What, what is some of the evidence that you might share with them? When Christ was, was arrested, what did his disciples do? Cut and ran. Yeah. Scattered. Fearful. Tried to blend in with crowds. Nobody, we don't want anybody to know who we are because we, we're, we're done. He's dead. He's gone. This is over. Why then did everything fire back up? Why? Because of a rumor that he was alive? No. <laughs> Thomas quelched that, right? He, he was the one who had to see it, right? No. People had to see it for themselves, they, right? They saw it for themselves, and they realized it's not over. He did exactly what he said he would do. And we're talking about people who were ostracized for that view by, by people who weren't witnesses of it, who were ultimately killed for like what can possibly i guess to me one of the most miraculous things that happens in the world is when people radically change right the resurrection was responsible for the disciples of christ becoming transforming from a group of cowards who thought it was all over to the group who turned the world upside down uh, through the power of the holy spirit yes but yeah yeah, Very compelling. And, How do you explain that? There, there is no explanation for that, other good. than it really happened. 
Good. Every Tiger single Tiger. one of these men, except for one who spent, you know, John, who was exiled to the island of Patmos and died there. But every single one of these men was martyred for their faith, was was killed because of because of their belief in this. You know, one of the most popular one of the most popular excuses, of course, is the one that we actually see in Scripture, that the disciples came and stole his body. Uh, and and that's why why Jesus wasn't there. But I mean, I'm not going to die for something that I know is a lie. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to put up with being ostracized for my community, whipped, beaten, you know, all sorts of things for something that I know with 100% certainty is is not true. Yeah, you go on throughout history, church history, early church history. Quickly, Tim and Sean, uh, Josh, piggybacking on that, people continued to uh, face persecution. I mean, that's what happened with the early church. It gradually, with hiccups, the persecution in the first couple centuries. But then when it got real dominant, Christians continued to die for their faith with the hope of resurrection. Yeah. So on one side, you wonder, why would somebody deny it? You know, Josh, you mentioned uh, Matthew 28, where, well, let's tell everybody they stole his body to yeah. the docetism to people today. Why would they deny it? Uh, maybe because they don't like what else Jesus might say <laughs> or has said. Meaning they're like Peter there on the day of Pentecost, as he describes the life of Christ, he says, hey, you know, this one's coming back. When he comes back, he's going to be mad at people that rejected him. Now, that's my words. So I, I think we, we run from that instead of the hope that it offers us. Isn't Good. that fundamental to, I mean, everything behind why people deny the truth of Christianity? We don't want to be held accountable for our yeah. sins. Yeah. We don't. And so e even when even when the evidence is there, we will choose to look at something else. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, uh, wrestling with a, a couple of a couple of facts. You know, first of all, that is that that when you know, just a few days later, it, it was it was about uh, fifty days later, so a very short period of time after uh, the resurrection of Jesus, you have his followers standing up in Jerusalem declaring that he rose from the dead. They're not saying uh, Jesus taught us to be nice to each other. He's right. saying Jesus rose from the dead 50 right. days after uh, he was crucified in that very same place. And all the enemies of Jesus had to do was produce the body. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, you know, if he was still in that tomb, they would have had no trouble finding uh, his body and dragging it out and showing it to everybody. He didn't really rise from the dead, but not even not even his enemies could refute that these men were saying that Jesus rose from the dead. And then um, Paul reports that more than five hundred yes. people witnessed him alive after his crucifixion. Uh, five hundred people don't have the same hallucination, um, and, and and so. There's very compelling uh, reasons, and 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 the and the in addition, the the documents are trustworthy. The record of this history is is trustworthy. So it's not it's not blind faith. It's not like you know um, asking someone to believe um, 
you know, in in say the the Greek gods or something like that, where there's literally no evidence and it's it's beyond uh, you know reason, you know things like um, such and such Greek god was thrown into heaven by this other. Uh, you know, this this man was thrown into the sky by a, a, a another Greek god, and he became you know a, a Greek god or whatever. It's it's that kind of you know kind of a Saturday morning cartoons kind of uh, belief system. This is historical, physical. Uh, not even his enemies would would uh, were able to refute it uh, days after it happened. Go ahead, Tim. The absence of the body from the tomb was not what convinced people that Christ was alive. It was the witnesses. I'm so glad you brought that up. It was the fact that Christ yeah. kept appearing in different places to different people. And yes, he had a physical body that he could do some pretty cool things with. But, um, you know, like just sort of appear in a room. I mean, that was, but, you know, he appears in the room and yet physically touchable by Thomas, right? So, uh, and maybe maybe this is what we're we're encouraging, uh, not in a judgmental tone, but hopefully in an encouraging tone, echoing the words of Christ to Thomas. Guys, stop doubting and believe. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. We're believers in Christianity. What's a believer who doesn't believe? Like that's just it's just bizarre. But yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it's it's sorry. I'm getting a little excited about this. But it wasn't the absence. It wasn't the absence of the body that convinced people. It was the the it was the presence of the bodily Christ after his death and burial uh, that yeah. that that convinced people. Yeah, I love the story of Thomas too. I, I'm glad you guys keep bringing that up because, uh, you know, Jesus says, um, "Blessed are you who have not seen and still believe." You know, um, yeah. that yeah. that's uh, that's an incredible thing for him to say that 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 you're blessed. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not again, we're not asked to believe blindly. We do have an evidential faith. Jesus said here, Thomas, you know, put your put your finger in my wounds. You know, he he yeah. he, he provided evidence. He pro provided the exact evidence that Thomas asked for, in fact. Um, but he at the same time said, you know, blessed are those who have not seen. So our our. Our our faith pleases God, and it and it and it comes with blessing, and uh, this is the basis of of our faith, right? Um, uh, so it's, let's talk about in the time that we have left. Let's let's talk about the significance. Was there something else you guys wanted to say about all that about the the the, the historical record or or the evidence or whatever? No, I was I was just going to say again that I mean it's it's everything. It's um, I mean, much like much like earlier, um, you know, my my whole position here at Calvary is is about is missions. So everything that I do here at Calvary is centered around um, raising up students who will take the message of the gospel out and and tell other people. And first Corinthians 15, one through five tells us the message of the gospel, the death burial, resurrection of Christ and his appearance to many witnesses. And it's just, I mean, if that didn't happen, then everything I'm doing with my life is meaningless. Yeah. Could, everything. Could I add a yeah. Sorry, it's a sort of a sidebar, but a very essential one. We're talking about bibliology. Um, 
it's not that we're talking with people that saw Jesus today. He appeared in the clouds. He appeared in the rock. He appeared in the water. I saw him in the mirror. No, (laughs) it's faith is based upon a testimony. That's what Peter was talking. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you don't see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that's inexpressible. And that's after a context of talking about the future and our eternal hope. So our faith doesn't rest on, well, I hope he's alive, or I think he's alive, or I heard somebody else say he's alive outside the Bible. It's it's on the uh, historical record. So we have to go back to scriptures and why we're confident in the Bible. It's why we started as Calvary Bible College. And that's why the Bible's central to everything we do, because that that's the affirmed testimony of the witnesses of the resurrected Christ that we stand on. Good. What what are what are the um what maybe two things. What 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 scripture is most helpful in this regard? Um and and then what what books would you guys recommend to someone who's wrestling with uh, uh say two things, the the literal physical resurrection of Christ and and also the uh like like what Mike was just saying, uh, you know, can we really trust the scriptures? Can we can we trust the historical record? What what books would you recommend? Evidence that demands the verdict. It's an old book, <laughs> Josh McDowell. Um, there are others. Uh, I can't remember the one Strobel wrote, but uh, that the case, was a case good for one. the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Pretty good, good title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. The reason I like Strobel, well, and and McDowell's in the same position. The reason I like Strobel is because of um, the fact that if if you're a doubter, then you should connect with him immediately because he started out just like you. He, you know, he was just non-believing adult. You know, had a normal job. Had a he was a journalist, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure he was a journalist for a living, right? So he's a guy who knew about research, a guy who was passionate about facts. So you know, this is not. You're going to hear from somebody who looked at this with a very even hand. Well, actually, very biased against it hand to begin with, right? Um, and so you're not hearing it from somebody who's you know born and bred in the church and a theologian, right? I, I'd encourage you to listen to the the uh, the listen to this from a, a man who, like the disciples in the old and the New Testament, sorry, were changed uh, uh, by by the revelation of Christ. So, yeah. Another one of his books, The Case for Faith, mm-hmm. um, that, that Strobel wrote. Yeah, he was a secularist out to prove that, re- that Christianity was wrong because his wife came to faith in Christ. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. The, 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 his first book was The Case for Christ, right. which is yeah. more, more general. And it's a, it's a good place to start, I think. But also, Mike mentioned Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Uh, that was written by Josh McDowell, who also, uh, not, a, not a lot of, not everybody knows this, but he also set out to disprove the resurrection. He was actually dared to disprove the resurrection, and he became a Christian and, and literally one of the greatest spokesmen for the faith in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's also Frank Morrison, a, a man who set out to, uh, he says, to, to write a very different book. He was going to write why the resurrection was a, a, a myth. He actually became a Christian in the process because the evidence was so overwhelming. So who moved who moved the stone, the case for Christ, the case for the resurrection, uh, evidence that demands a verdict. And, and I know that there are others. What's, what exciting, what's exciting to me about these stories is here you have people coming to Christ, not because, you know, 
so many people will say, well, believing in Christianity is just a matter of faith, not fact. No, people who have people who go in and examine the facts mm-hmm. have incredible turnarounds. Not every time, right? Because the, the, there's a resistance to to believing. I get it, but I, I think people who have gone in with a truly open mind and examined it factually, I think, yeah. are the ones who are the most impacted by it. And I think so, it's kind of a paradox, isn't it, Tim? Because Jesus said, "Blessed are you if you know who haven't seen." And have believed. So it is, there is amazing evidence that has convinced the, the hard-heartedest <laughs> uh, skeptic, uh, but also the blessing comes from, uh, from, from, from the, the, the step of faith. You know, like Lee Strobel tells a story that he was sitting in his office about nine months after he started researching everything. And he said, for the first time, it came across his head in, in his mind, uh, this is true. <laughs> and he said he'd never had that thought before, but he said he he just came to this place where he was overwhelmed by the evidence and uh, and 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 so he he took that next step of 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 faith, of trust. I mean, again, we we can't uh, we can't go and interview eyewitnesses today. Uh, so it is still a matter of faith. We're not saying, it doesn't require faith. It's purely, uh, it's proven, right. you know, in a way that that uh, you know, like like uh, whatever, some 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 scientific fact uh, that 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 maybe you would put on a par with it, you know, like gravity or something like that. Uh, there is still an element of faith, and that's where the blessing comes. But but there is overwhelming evidence as well. So it's it's the best of both worlds. Josh, I, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Well, no, I, no, no. I didn't okay. Have anything else. <laughs> okay, I thought I interrupted you, but uh, so let's nope. talk about let's talk about the significance. So, why does this matter for the life of an average Joe or uh, Jamal or uh, Juanita or you know whoever? How, why does this matter for the average person uh, living uh, in in America or Brazil or or uh, Europe or Africa? You know, in the in 2023, why does it matter? Josh quoted the passage there from 1 Corinthians 15 earlier. Yeah, if he's not resurrected, we have no hope. Give up, walk away. Why? Uh, be, because we all innately, I'm saying all, everybody, innately hopes for justice. If there's no resurrection, then, hey, just try to find the justice you can in this world, which just doesn't give it to you. And, and if there's no hope uh, beyond the grave, then... Might as well make the best you can and walk over who you need to make it happy. It's it it colors this life, and it sure makes the next life, if there is one, meaningless without the resurrection. You know, Ed, something. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna. Every Christian knows John three sixteen. Um, I have a lot of fun with this in class because I'll have my students quote John three sixteen, and then I'll go and John three eighteen. And nobody's memorized that one. But John 3.18 says, whoever believes in him, as Jesus, is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Jesus is everything. I mean, he's everything. He's it's he is the foundation of a biblical worldview. He is the foundation of Christianity, of our faith, of, you know, if 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 it's not for him, 
just like just like Mike was saying, you know, let us eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Um, why why try to be good? Why try to live a good life? Why why there is no basis for any kind of morality or ethics um, if if there is no him. For Christians too, I think sometimes we miss this blessing of the resurrection. This is something I don't hear Christians talk enough about. And actually, I think that we all agree on this, but if you don't, feel free to speak up because it's, you know, it's Calvary Conversations. But <laughs> we are raised, the, the promise to us as believers is not that our spirits will leave our bodies and will float in the ether. Mm. Philippians 3 tells us that our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. We don't talk about this, I don't think, enough as believers. The whole point is bodily resurrection for us too. Yeah. And yes, it's going to be a different kind of body, but you are still going to be an individual. You are still going to have uh, uh, agency in the world, and, and and you're still going to have a representation of your being, right? We're not just gone into the ether. We're not just absorbed into uh, some um, some sp global spiritual reality, as 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 monistic religions would have us, you know, believe. Mm. It's a bodily resurrection that you and I are awaiting, and so that's a huge implication there. Uh, because I, I I don't think that if you if you believe that Christ can't be bodily raised, then uh, your faith is useless because you don't believe that you can be bodily raised, and mm. that's it for you, right? That's yeah. why, right? Yeah, and yeah. In, go, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Our, our eschatological expectation. You used that word earlier. The end times expectation is that it'll all be recreated, new heavens and new earth. And as Tim was saying, we're going to be on a recreated earth where we fulfill that Genesis Garden of Eden expectation. And without the resurrection, then what is the expectation? We're strumming harps on a cloud? No, it's on a mm -hmm. new heavens, new earth in a resurrected body. Right. Good, good. Yeah. Playing, playing some pretty amazing games of soccer that I could never quite manage to pull <laughs> off in real life. But see, I mean, people... Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, what's what's your hope for heaven? You know, I have so many young people ask me, you know, what's heaven going to be like? Is it just going to be some boring place where I just sort of like, you know, just float around? Like, read the scriptures, folks. New bodies, new heaven, new earth. And it's the resurrection of Christ himself that points us to all of this. Yeah. The bodily yeah. resurrection. Life. That's fulfillment so, life of expectation. With, yeah. With no kidney transplant. Hey, oh, you no diabetes. Oh. And no hearing aids. Um, I have a lot to look forward to. Well, see, you know, First um, Corinthians 15, which which we've referred to a few times here, uh, calls Jesus the first fruits uh, of the resurrection. So it's His resurrection, as you're saying, that that yeah. gives us the hope that we too will be raised uh, to newness of life, to a to to a very very different, but actually very similar existence in that it's still physical and and. Uh, you know, uh, I re I recommend the book Heaven by Randy Alcorn because uh, he explores these things. You may not agree with all of his his uh, 
conclusions or speculations, but but it's certainly a, a wonderful book to to help you understand. You know that we're not talking about um, these these childish uh, views of of uh, of heaven. We're, we're talking about uh, heaven coming to earth and heaven and earth be coming back together again. It's 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 beautiful, and it is. You know, it's fantastic. It's it's spectacular, and and it's it's you know we're not talking about uh, just like many people think of Christianity as just simply a moral system, uh, you know, some old guy's uh, idea or opinion of what is right and wrong. Um, but that's not it. It's 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 about um, it's about uh, the the entire narrative of human history and how God is going to make everything new again. And and really the 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 the, the linchpin is is the resurrection of Jesus. And and so you know we know we know that this is uh, an amazing thing to believe that uh, that Jesus that our founder rose from the dead we know that but that's what we believe that's what the that's what the Bible uh, teaches for sure and 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 also that 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 ensures our resurrection in a new heaven and new earth this is spectacular yes it's 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 not simple and easy to believe it, it's but but it's but it is what the scriptures teach, and it is uh, consistent with with uh, reality and, and the reality that is described in the scriptures. So um, I I uh, I hope that this conversation has been helpful to uh, to those of you who are listening as we as we uh, come into the Easter weekend. And uh, my hope for you is that you would. Um, if you if you already believe these things that you will celebrate uh, like never before this weekend. Um, but if you're struggling with what is true, then I ch I really just hope that you'll take advantage of maybe reading some of the books we talked about or um, or spending a great deal of time in First Corinthians 15, where the Apostle Paul specifically addressed this subject or and. Uh, John 11, where Jesus said, uh, uh, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who comes to me, though he dies, he will live. And he said, do you believe this? And then he went out and he raised a man from his grave, literally, physically. Uh, so we're not messing around here. Jesus was very clear on this. He's talking about physical, literal resurrection. And so my hope for you uh, is that if you're struggling with it, that you will uh, explore and not not uh, not uh, just just uh, make your uh, choice about what you believe based on, you know, someone else's opinion or or maybe your background or denomination or whatever, but on on what God has revealed in the scriptures about this uh, amazing truth. It literally changes everything, and um, it's it's our source of hope and. And uh, and it is the heart of our faith. You know, Paul says, if the resurrection isn't true, then why am I out here doing hard things for God? I, I, let's eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. Um, but if the if the, the scriptures are true, then we can, as he says in First Corinthians 15, we can be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because we know that the work we do for him is not in vain. So thank you for joining us. And and the other thing I would I would challenge you to do and encourage you to do is is participate in this conversation. Uh, there are links down below uh, the video or the podcast. 
you can you can find us at calvary.edu and in calvary-conversations and we would love to hear from you and interact with you about these things um, but for now uh, uh, thank you gentlemen for for your participation in this conversation and uh, those of you who have been listening we thank you for the, for your time and uh, we ask uh, you know we, we pray that you would have a, a wonderful uh, celebration of Jesus resurrection this this uh, weekend and uh, grace and peace to you Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.